Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Check out their Facebook and Instagram to see what fresh in-house baked goods they're making. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are some of this week's top news stories. The Avon Commercial Park Project in Rock Hill returned to the Thompson Planning Board on July 13th, seeking a site plan and special permit approval to begin construction of the warehouse complex. For over a year, Avon has been before the planning board seeking approval to build two warehouse buildings, totaling 560,000 square feet. On July 13th, the planning board approved the site plan and special use permit under conditions. Many residents have been vocally against the project, speaking during the public hearing and submitting letters to the Thompson Planning Board, citing environmental and traffic concerns. More recently, some residents and local businesses were asking the Sullivan County Supreme Court to review the project by submitting an Article 78 proceeding. An Article 78 proceeding is used to appeal a recent decision made by a local agency, and the suit is naming the Thompson Planning Board and Glen Wild Land Company LLC as defendants. Thompson Planning Board in June 2022 declared the project would not have a negative impact on the environment under New York State Environmental Quality Review Act, or CEQA. The Article 78 proceeding is seeking to vacate and annul the negative declaration because of the adverse environmental impact of the clearing of trees and impacts on the soil and water on a potential bald eagle nesting site. Furthermore, the lawsuit states that no in-depth analysis was done of the site to warrant a negative declaration such as air quality testing, wetlands, and many others were left unaddressed. Additionally, the lawsuit states the traffic impact studies were not fully realized as they failed to address the discrepancy between the traffic generation estimate and developed parking. According to the site plan, the warehouse plans to build 449 employee parking spaces and 111 tractor-trailer parking spaces. The Lake Communities Alliance, LCA, released a statement soon after the lawsuit was filed stating, quote, the planning board gave a provisional green light to a project which will uniquely, profoundly, and negatively impact the lives of the petitioners. Michael Miller, an LCA member and past president of the New York State Bar Association, told the Democrat, quote, it was very disappointing that the planning board completely disregarded the concerns of the community. The LCA is holding a fundraiser on July 31st in Rock Hill to help pay the legal fees. When the Thompson Planning Board voted and approved the site plan and special permit, it did it with several conditions. Some are to review any outstanding technical comments from the Thompson Town Engineer Building Department, Rock Hill Fire Department, and Thompson's Planner that need to be addressed. Furthermore, all approvals must be secured from the Thompson Highway Department and County of Sullivan Department of Public Works and other government agencies. As cited in the site plan, no soil disturbance should be permitted beyond the authorized disturbance site. Final design plans will be needed to show the proposed improvements to the traffic flow in Rock Hill. Due to the increase in traffic from employees and trucks coming and going to the warehouse site, the developers are planning to install two traffic spotlights, one on Katrina Falls Road and another on Glen Wild Road. Before the town issues a certificate of occupation, the improvements to the, quote, inclusion of the project in the Rock Hill Sewer District will need to be completed. The project will need to be used for warehousing as defined by the Thompson Zoning Code. All trucks are, quote, prohibited from parking, staging, or queuing off-site along public roadways. Sullivan County Democrat reporter photographer Patricia Elvira will continue to cover the developments of the Avon Park project and future issues of the Democrat.
Switching over to the care center at Sunset Lake, criticism of the nursing home by members of the public in recent months, including concerns over their census and staffing, has led to legislators asking to hear from members of the Sunset Lake Local Development Corporation, the owners of the property, and Infinite Care, the nursing home's operator. In response to concerns from the public and his peers, District 4 legislator Nick Salamone, a member of the LDC board and chair of the Health and Human Services Committee, recently led a, quote, surprise tour of the care center with County Coroner and fellow LDC board member Albie Bachman and Teamsters Local 445 business agent Tom O'Connell joining him. Salamone said he wanted to see how county employees and infinite care were serving care center residents during a challenging time in the health care industry nationwide noting that he, Bachman, and O'Connell, quote, came away with the same conclusions. The first thing I wanted to do was see how it looked, said Bachman. The facility was spotless and odor-free on all floors. O'Connell affirmed, quote, I didn't think we'd find otherwise. O'Connell is the union representative for many of the county employees who work at the care center. He said, quote, there have been staffing challenges, but the dedicated crew that is there continues to ensure the health and safety of every resident. According to the county-issued press release, all three said the tour, led by a staff member, not an administrator, reaffirmed both the legislator's decision to hire infinite care and the consultant's ongoing effort to attract and retain staff, a struggle that is currently endemic to the entire healthcare industry and particularly to supportive care facilities. As a member of the Sunset Lake LDC, Bachman was part of a group which recommended infinite care to the legislator as an operator of the care center, first as a consultant and soon as a leasee. Of all the firms we spoke to, it was Infinite Care's Saul Klein, whose employees said they loved working for him, Bachman recalled, adding that he remains keenly interested in ensuring appropriate staffing levels are maintained. Infinite Care is the county's partner in working to make the care center ever better, Salomon remarked. While it continues to be difficult to attract people to any health care job, they have been successful in recruiting staff and are working as hard as they can to fill vacant positions. From what I've seen, I feel confident that Care Center is in good hands and is headed in the right direction. The purpose of the Family Council of the Care Center at Sunset Lake is to advocate for residents, their families, and for staff of the facility. Lou Setrin, president of the Family Council, told the Democrat that he was initially appreciative to hear of the official's visit, but said his hopes were, quote, misplaced, and he remains, quote, disappointed. Mr. Salomon failed to discuss his May 31st surprise visit with families in either a public or private meeting, despite being asked during public comment, nor as chair of the Health and Human Services meeting, has he issued any report of his findings. Instead, a press release is presented more than six weeks later, in which the only opinions regarding the conditions present during the visit are not those of Salomon, but rather those of the officials along for the tour. Setrin said anyone who has had direct experience with the care center shouldn't be surprised that the facility was spotless and odor-free. Neither of these are or have been an issue at the care center, a testament to the dedicated staff continuing to work under very trying conditions, he said. In regard to Salomon's remarks on staffing levels and infinite care's efforts to fill vacant positions in the challenging labor market, Setrin said that Salomon, quote, should be aware of efforts to provide pay parity between the staff providing direct care to residents and cleaning crew have languished for far too long, and that there's plenty, likely plenty of blame to go around. Setrin said he does not, quote, begrudge those involved in the maintenance and cleaning of the facility a single penny of their wage, and that they deserve every bit of it and more. But Setrin said, quote, however, when direct care staff continue to move to other positions or leave the field entirely, it appears neither the county nor the bargaining unit is doing all that can be done. 
Zetrin added that he was also disappointed that there was no mention of opinions expressed by staff during the tour or conversations with residents about their experiences at the facility by Salomon. Zetrin said he continues to believe infinite care is the best of the options presented to the legislature for a management agreement, and that he cannot offer enough praise to the staff who, quote, continue to try to do the very best they can. Zetrin said, quote, unfortunately, contrived surprise visits and subsequent puff piece press releases do nothing to address the continued challenges faced by the staff, the residents, both of whom must endure periods of staffing challenges and frustrations repeatedly expressed by family members to multiple county officials, including legislators, which apparently fall on deaf ears. Unless and until there is real dialogue and action, the conditions faced by residents, staff, and family members and I believe to some degree by infinite care, all of whom deserve better, will likely continue. The conversation at the care center continued at this past Thursday's legislative meetings when Klein appeared to answer questions from legislators. Shifting gears to the top story in today's Democrat, two Oyster Bay residents and promoters of the Thompson Education Center project in Sullivan County were charged in federal court with perpetrating a quote $27 million investment fraud that included selling foreign nationals access to prominent U.S. politicians. Sherry Lee and Liambo Michael Wang, both naturalized United States citizens, were arrested and charged with wire fraud, conspiracy money laundering, and conspiracy to defraud the United States by obstructing the Federal Election Commission's administration of campaign finance laws. The criminal complaint filed in the federal court in the Eastern District of New York and unsealed on July 18th alleges that Lee and Wang orchestrated a nearly decade-long scheme to defraud investors in their, quote, fictitious project to develop, build, and operate a private educational institution known as the Thompson Education Center. United States Attorney Brian Peace said, quote, as alleged, the defendants enticed their victims to invest in a fraudulent scheme aided by misleadingly claiming that their fictitious project had the support of prominent politicians. The defendants were able to perpetrate this fraud by then selling access to U.S. politicians by unlawfully contributing foreign money to political campaigns in their own names and bringing foreign nationals as their guests to fundraising events. Peace goes on to say, quote, this office is committed to protecting our democratic process from those who would expose it to unlawful foreign influence and investors from the predatory fraudsters who would steal their money. Beginning around 2011, Lee and Wang first announced plans to construct China City of America, a cultural center and theme park that was marketed at the time as a Chinese Disneyland. Lee gave a presentation at a public meeting in Mamakating in May of 2013, where residents expressed skepticism about the project and concerns for how it would negatively impact the area's environment. After Lee made the same presentation in the town of Thompson in 2013, she learned that the Chinese city of America couldn't be built because the land was not zoned for the proposed use. Almost immediately thereafter, and after viewing a list of the permissible land uses on the proposed project site, which included educational centers, Lee abandoned the proposed CCOA project and instead proposed constructing and operating a for-profit university that she would eventually name the Thompson Education Center, the criminal complaint reads. By February of 2015, however, the Thompson Town Board declined to extend sewer service to the proposed project site. Despite the news, prosecutors say that Lee and Wang continued to solicit new investors, assuring them that the project was moving forward. The town of Thompson is pleased that the federal authorities took the necessary steps to investigate and prosecute this fraud, said Town of Thompson Supervisor Bill Reber in a statement on Tuesday. 
These individuals had a preposterous scheme for a large-scale development in our town. Thankfully, we did not take the bait and held their feet to the fire to back up their applications with facts. They couldn't do that, and their development never got to the approval stage. It is my belief that this fraud might have well exceeded the $27 million in the indictment, if not for the fact that our planning board and legal and other professional staff handled it diligently. We hope the innocent people who lost funds will get some of their money back and that justice will be served. For editor Matt Shortall's full front page story, pick up the Democrat on newsstands around the area or visit scdemocratonline.com. That does it for today's edition of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. We'll be back next week with more headlines.